0: it's the two guys garage podcast he is kevin bird i am willie b it's presented by CarParts.com, the easiest and one of the best most affordable ways to drop parts right to your front door back door garage door shop door i'm telling you it doesn't matter whether it's maintenance general repair collision they got you covered like i said you're choosing the part it's simple
1: (laughs) you gotta love it man how we doing bird how we doing man Man, I am doing fantastic, and we got a Hot Topic today, man. We're going to be rocking the house. Yeah?
0: It's involved concert t-shirts, body piercings, and um, I'm trying to think of that other. So I used to date this girl from Hot Topic, you know, purple hair. (laughs) I went through that phase in life, but this is a little different. This is, you know, what fills the void between the ears, and sometimes we want imagination to do that. Other times we want music to do that. And, uh, yeah, yeah. there's nothing better. You know, I'm one of those guys, bro. I gotta be honest. I'll confess, it pains me to say. I was one of those guys as a kid that went inside my house, got the Sirwin Vega cabinet speaker, (laughs) and brought it out, (laughs) and wiggled the home speaker with the massive woofer, tweeter, whatnot, shoved it in the back seat of my car, and cranked it as loud as I could god it sounded like garbage
1: <laughs> uh yeah so surprise surprise <laughs> oh man oh man well not all of us put the home speaker in our car but all of us <laughs> everything we're it's a universal love for music now there's all kinds as we know sure. right you could be in a classical you could be in a country you could be in hip-hop rap hard rock metal you name it hey you forgot both style country and western that's right i I didn't mean to leave out the western yeah sorry western fans (laughs) out there but no matter what Oklahoma's mad yeah you love (laughs) your tunes man so we gotta have those sounds we gotta have the good sounds you know not the old crap that we used to get from the OE way back when not today they're getting a lot better but still uh you know you could say it's weak so there's room for improvement no matter what era of ride you got yeah it is kind of cool, man.
0: The few times I have ever had the luxury of having some badass like massive stereo system uh in my in my car or my ride or my truck uh it was always you know. To me, man, i never forget, I burned up an amplifier one time on five finger death punches, uh, the way the fifth CD did, and, and the song Never Enough. I just tore it up, man. I overheated it, <laughs> torched it. Uh, there's been a couple times where, you know, I used to have the bazookas. Remember that, the pickup truck? Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I would, I most, I race motocross here professionally. And, you know, when you're flop down the tailgate, open up the doors, pull out the bazooka set up there, and crank it up, everybody can hear in the pit. It worked kind of kind of all right for that purpose, but in all, it kind of sounded like garbage. So fine-tuning the sounds, the audio in your car is so dynamic nowadays. There's such precision in that. There's so, so much. I mean, dude, there's your ballpark. There's math in that, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we used to just sometimes go for loud. Loud was better. Yeah. But, you know, we get a little mature, and we want quality we want, you know, presence. We want we want to hear the notes like if we were sitting right in that studio and you can today, especially in these newer rides when you got such good, you know, sound insulation in the vehicles, they're so quiet. I mean, you can hear all the little notes, just all the details, man. It puts you right front and center, you know, right in front of that stage, man. You can almost see your favorite artist. Now, I will say, you know, the the human brain is an interesting thing, man, cuz uh, the word I'll throw it is acclimate. Because you can ride around in just a you know half-assed stereo system, and you can acclimate, and it's fine. Then you got one ride. If you got one ride with a kick-ass system in it, and you're rocking it out, all of a sudden you're acclimated to the top dog, and everything else you get in is like, oh, sucks. So disappointing, man. So I think the trick is upgrade everything you own, or have
0: friends with really crappy cars. (laughs) <laughs> uh but you know it we, we t- we're talking audio but man it's just not you know audio alone anymore think about everything that's integrated into that information center right if you have an old car how cool would it be to install you know backup sensors or have cameras on it or be able to do half the things and you know have half the cre- creature comforts that you do in in modern cars but set up in your old ride you know, I mean, there's some things out there that you can really modernize your car with. You can really bring the technology up in your car uh, and it makes it oh so much cooler. Uh, not to mention just, you know, have a fantastic stereo system. So there's so much You're like computer systems with wheels nowadays. It's not really a car.
1: Well, these are some great points, man. And I got a lot of questions for our guests. John Myers from Kicker, man. This guy, you know him. He's been everywhere. You've seen him on uh. overall on all the different TV shows. He is a, one of the top dogs over there. He is a wealth of information. He's my go-to guy. Anytime I want to know anything about stereo systems, how they set up, how to make them better. Uh, I've got a lot of questions, right? Because we know the past. We know you put a single den at some point, maybe you try to shove a dual den in there, but now you got modern vehicles. Like you said, they're all integrated in. So we're not replacing those you know, dens or screens so much anymore, we're, we're kind of adding on but what is the future? If you're going to build a hot rod, you know, I'm thinking about building my next ride, what am I going to put in it? Do I even put a den in there? A, a deck? <laughs> you know, or do I just use my phone? Or do I have a little mini little unit in there? I mean, what does the future look like? So we got John Meyerman. this is going to be awesome. We're going to pick his brain. We're all going to get a little smarter. We're going to get jazzed up. This going to be fun. I want a little hologram of uh, Snoop Dogg. And him and Snoop
0: Dogg lingo tell me everything I need to know about my my stereo system and tuning of it. So that's what I want. Just a man Snoop right on the dash, right shotgun. Uh, All right, let's take a break. When we come back, our boy from Kicker, all about it on the Two Guys Garage podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We're back after the break. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. It is presented by CarParts.com. We
1: thank him for it. Oh, man. And they thank us. They make it so easy. Site features easy-to-use vehicle selector. You guys know how this goes, right? Make, model, year. You pick out your parts. There's nobody at the counter messing it up, right? It ships to your door and savings up to 50% off, man. That's what I like. You can get twice as much stuff.
0: Yeah. Who doesn't want that? It is nice to get everything you need and have some left over. And the most important thing is you're not dealing with the knuckleheads behind the counter who have no clue. It's crazy, man. You know, there's sometimes a game that occurs to me and my friends where we baffle the guy behind the counter. And, you know, you get much more involved than you're making model and you're, you're hitting a confusion button, man. They're all spun out. Uh, I mean, you can
1: see exactly what your part is. Yeah. You know, you know that's it. <laughs> oh, yep. Click. Uh-huh, and it's at your door
0: <laughs> oh, You gotta love it Carparts.com Let's bring on our boy John Now John We see John every year at SEMA Like the first booth we got to last year at SEMA Was John And we no more walked into that north hall And it was like, hey, there's Kicker, there's John Let's go say hey to our, our boy And man, it was crazy Because not only are they making incredible stereo systems for ATVs You know, the side-by-sides everybody's pounding nowadays Your car, your boat I mean John, you guys got it for everything and imagine, with with the pandemic and not being able to get out in front of people, you guys are going to have an explosion of new stuff coming out here uh, this year at SEMA.
2: Yeah, it's going to be crazy. We've got a lot of cool products that we've introduced, and and like you said, you know, the pandemic's been crazy. I no one could have predicted what this year was going to you know hold for us as far as inventory and. You know, people have found a new awakening to car audio They're They started listening, paying attention. And Kevin, you've just really opened up a floodgate of topics. You know, you talk about, you know, being acclimated to something. You don't know what you're missing until you hear what you're missing. And then you got to have it. And that's so true. And I think that's really hit home this year with the pandemic. People have the time. They have the money. They're not, you know, doing vacations. They're not going out to eat. They weren't going to the movies. They were spending money on car audio. So it's been really exciting for us. We can't keep up. The demand's just been crazy.
0: John, we have seen this one thing that we have realized this pandemic has been an absolute blessing for the car industry. And I mean, every aspect of it, there are, there are aspects, you know, from the suspension guys, you might expect it from the engine guys, maybe, but you know, like you said, audio paint, body work. All these just massive accessorizing and, you know, the, the transformation of what was just a pile of parts in the corner to something they can get in, drive and, you know, go out and have fun in has really escalated over the last 12, 13, 14 months. It's been amazing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Especially anything having to do with, you know, pleasure craft and entertainment. I mean, those industries, you know, along with ours, has just exploded. Our ATV, you know, products and our, you know, Marine market is just that product category has just exploded this year because everyone's getting out and enjoying, you know, the, the family time, the outdoor time, and they've got time to do it, the money to do it. So it's been awesome.
1: Yeah. I was just going to ask you like, which segments are blowing up, but it sounds like the ones I would have thought like all of them, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, <laughs> yeah. pretty much, but you know, the, past you know probably three to four years you know the the ATV and the marine market has been you know really the big growth but you know as of last year I mean car audio has just exploded I mean I don't know if I can say this number but you know we've had say it, say it, almost a 40 percent increase in business you know it's just oh, been right crazy on. so you know I, I hate to say, you know, I'd I love the pandemic, but, you know, it, it's definitely been good for business. It just affects, you know, things like me, you know, being the global trainer. I'm not so global anymore, I'm more the video trainer now.
0: Look, you're just you're digging yourself a hole because I got to ask a question. If you're okay. working on if you're working on commission, you're buying the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and eighth round uh, of drinks when me and Kevin get out of of this year. I'm just saying that you put yourself in that position,
2: man. Why is that any different than the usual? That's <laughs> <laughs> are always hitting me up. <laughs> uh,
1: great. <laughs> well, so John, in these in these different segments, right? What is the best way to attack them? Uh, You know, a lot of us old school guys clearly remember like I started in the the beginning, right? We got a a single DIN unit and we're, you know, we're adding on from there. But now you got, you know, take a car, for example, as Willie mentioned, you got the whole center stack, you got all the computers going in. So that's one example. But, you know, where would you start necessarily in in a marine application? Where would you start differently in maybe a side-by-side? And then how do you run it from there?
2: Well, you know, you've got a, a very good, you know, start to it and what people really need to do is they need to really think about what they're missing you know what is it about their current system whether it is a boat system a atv or car where do they really want an improvement and how is it going to be used i mean does it sound good but just not enough bass okay you want to add a subwoofer does it sound good but it's just not loud enough well then you want an amplifier not loud enough and need space well then you add a subwoofer too but if you need, you know, more functionality, you want Bluetooth, you want, you know, hands-free, you know, then you're talking about changing the electronics. But one of the things that's really crucial, you know, now, especially with all the new computers, as you mentioned before, the old vehicles, it was really easy. Pull out the radio, throw a new one in, it, and you're good to go. It sounds great. It does what you need. You can't do that with these new vehicles. The new vehicles, the radios are actually tied into the CAN bus system, part of the electronics and the computer system. If you take the radio out, sometimes the car doesn't work. Because I mean, it says, "Hey, you know, there's not, a, there's something missing in the electronics. I can't function because I don't know how to work." So we really make it, you know, our goal to make products that will integrate with your factory, you know, center stack, where it's just an AMFM, you know, radio with Bluetooth, or it's a whole touch screen or you know, video screen. We make sure all of our products integrate with that factory system to give you the sound you're looking for.
0: Now you said integrate. And, and sure that's great for people that have maybe a more modern application. My question is, what about guys like Bird, like myself, uh, in the midst of a build, I'm trying to get done for SEMA this year. Uh, you know, that's a classic, like a '66 Dodge Charger, a you know '67 Mustang. What what do you have as far as the integration? You know, taking some of these creature comforts, some of this modern technology, and dropping it into a classic, uh, you know, like a, a mid '60s uh, era muscle car.
2: You know, that really hasn't changed much. I mean, all our products, you know, really work with all the old applications as well as the new applications, we started making some really neat little what we call media centers, which basically are the radios Uh, that no longer using CD players, they're Bluetooth, they're USB, you know, they've got beautiful color screens for, you know, seeing the album artwork and you've got, you know, wired remotes, you know, that you can put on the back, like in the, you know, the back end of a boat or, you know, your, your show vehicles, you can actually take the little remotes and put them in the trunks. You can have a system outside the car as well as inside the car. But, you know, these older cars are really nice because they don't require as much integration because with the old cars, you pretty much, you know, put the system in, you know, and it's kind of a standalone unit. You don't have to build upon what is in the vehicle and you can't, you know, take some of those equipment out. But
0: aren't there some inherent problems when you're adding some of these newer electronics with some of the frequency issues that an older car with a you know, a uh, beefed up, you know, uh, alternator or something may cause in the stereo? Like there's some of those
2: issues you got to address, right? Well actually no. You know, the older cars are actually the easiest. And you know, if you're talking, you know, 20, 30 years ago when we were doing this, some of the problems you had with you know putting electronics in those type of cars. Was basically came down to the spark plug wires if you didn't have the you know the noise arrest or spark plug wires you'd have engine noise or if you didn't ground the system properly you'd have engine noise that was the biggest problem we had to deal with with the older vehicles with let's just say the non computerized vehicles the new vehicles that have the you know the computers you know part of the radio they've also got something else called DSP which is called digital signal processing so even though you're taking the signal out of that radio, that radio already taken you know, your favorite music and it's changed it before it goes to the speakers to make it work better with the, the speakers they install from the factory. So if you've got, you know, this, whatever car you're looking at, let's just say Ford, we'll, we'll give you a little tip there, Kevin, because <laughs> we all like <laughs> Fords. I've got one. I got a great little Mustang out here too.
1: And I watch one rust.
2: Yeah, they take that signal and they modify the signal coming out of that radio to go to the speakers. So they change this acoustic response to work with the speakers that are in the vehicle. If you change the speakers and just put a better speaker in the vehicle, it's not necessarily going to sound any better because that radio's already changed the sound to work with a you know say a not so good sounding speaker. So you can actually just change the speakers in a vehicle with a better, you know, more expensive speaker and it's going to sound worse than it did from the factory. So that's where the integration really becomes important and mm. we've got several products that will actually go in and restore that that radio signal to a base response, so you don't have to worry about you know it's changing the sound in ways you don't want it to. It returns you back to that baseline. You know, kind of takes the super tune out of it and gives you a nice flat you know grid to start with, and you can build from there. And that's Kevin, really important with the new vehicle. Kevin, how
0: how mad would you be, Kev? You put in five hundred dollars speakers and it sounds like
2: hey, <laughs> and it happens. I'm, that's no joke.
1: So walk us through. Maybe you got a you know a newer F one fifty, and you got the base model, so you got the lower grade stereo. And all of a sudden you're like, man, I'm cool with the truck, but I gotta I gotta jack this thing up. So, what would you do? What are the, what are the options to make sure that when you spend that money, it comes out golden?
2: Well, we've got a cool little piece that sells for about $130, and it's called the key lock, and it goes through and it flattens out the frequency response, takes out all the equalization that that factory Ford radio is gonna put in there. And it's not just Ford, every manufacturer is doing this. Every single car audio manufacturer out there from the factory is putting DSP equalization. They're putting a time alignment. So they're changing the time the sound arrives to you, which changes where the image is coming from. You know, whether it's coming from wow. the left, the center, the right, upper, lower. And they also change, you know, things, like the volume of each speaker. So one speaker is louder than the other. So we've got this key lock product that goes in and it flattens out that signal. So you can go in and tune it exactly the way you want. Something else though doing a lot of the stock systems is, are you ready for this guys? They take the bass out of the system completely. They'll start rolling off the really low frequencies because as you just said, you know, Willie, sometimes you get cranking on it, you burn out your speakers. So the manufacturers don't want that to happen. So the base is the most destructive to you know factory speakers or any speaker system for that matter so the factory will actually roll that off they'll start to decrease the amount of bass that you get especially as you get into the lower frequencies so even if you put a a subwoofer amplifier and a subwoofer in there you're not getting the bass response you're looking for so that piece will go back in and restore that bass to basically the way the recording engineer said it should sound
0: that's just
1: rude no kidding
0: <laughs>
2: yeah it's crazy i mean they do stuff to that audio signal that would just make an audio file cringe and that's why we've spent a lot of time to go back in and correct that signal back to the way it sounded at the recording studio you know from the baseline without the other audio you know engineers at the oem automakers changing the sound to work with their systems in their cars you know
0: you said if people understood what audio what a wave file looked like you know my normal nine to five kevin's an engineer i'm a you know, do a rock radio show on a, on a rock radio station in Denver, Colorado. Um, but when you see the wave files and how some music is so compressed now, I mean, there is no gaps, no peaks and valleys like you used to see. It's just a massive bar full of like red where they fill it and then squeeze it. It's, uh, it's amazing what some, of, some audio people are doing now probably to, uh, to fight stuff like that.
2: Yeah, you're exactly right. See, you know, if your listeners out there are familiar with a wave file is a fairly, basically it's an uncompressed file. It's a full natural sound where an MP3, they actually compress the high and the low frequencies. They take that, you know, you know really high frequency, low frequency, and they basically smash it together. So they compress it and you start to lose what they call dynamic range. Dynamic range is the difference between the quiet parts and the loud parts. And if you don't have any dynamic range, it's just noise at that point. It's all the same volume. There's no emotion. And I think we need to you know, point out the fact that you know, when you're putting in car audio, you know, you're really not buying car audio. You're buying emotion. You're trying to get that, that excitement, that, that joy back. And a good sounding car audio system will give you that excitement where you guys all know, you know if you listen to your favorite song on a really crappy audio system, it sounds like crap you listen to any music on a good system. Hey, that's actually pretty cool. So,
1: it's it's amazing the difference. Now, you know, back to that example, so once you've kind of got the right signals coming out of the unit, from there, do you kind of take the next steps as most of us know from the past, you know, once you once you've got that signal proper, now you can Upgrade speakers, put amplifiers in, yep. drop your sub in, and-,
2: and once that that signal is basically reconstructed and you know normalized, you know back to its original form, then you can do anything you want. But you can, you know, add full range speakers, woofers, tweeters, crossovers, amplifiers. You can add your own after, you know, DSP, your own you know personal DSP processing to change the sound the way you want to make it work with your particular vehicle. So there's a lot more to it, but it's a lot more interesting, a lot more fun. But it is more complicated. It takes a little bit more research to find out what you really need to do.
0: All right, man, you're going to break that down for us here in just a minute. We have to take a, a quick break. We're going to come back. More about audio, the engineering behind it, the man behind it. Can't wait to pick his brain. It's the Two Guys Garage podcast with Kevin Bird and Willie B. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast, he is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B, it's presented by CarParts.com, the smartest way to shop for all your vehicles replacement, collision, maintenance, and repair parts needs. Best thing is, they'll drop them right to your door. And I gotta tell you man, we're talking audio, you wouldn't believe how tuning an audio system makes such a big impact. Like we've all got into somebody's car, and they got a really, really loud system, but everything in the whole car does this, uh so john how do you step the game up and really tune for audio in a car
2: you know when it comes down to it well really, you're right it is a skill and a craft but it, there really is no right or wrong as to you know what you like or what's best for you um we try to give you the basic building blocks we build you know phenomenal you know tweeters mid-range woofers you know subwoofers You know, and you can put any level and any quantity and any power to any of those and tune it exactly the way you want. The nice thing about having all that to choose from is if you're missing any area, let's say, you know, let's go back to the the car analogy. I always relate audio into car analogy. If you got a four speed transmission and you take third gear of it, you're not gonna get the performance, right? It's it's gonna be missing something right in the middle. Same thing with audio. If you don't have a good mid range or good mid bass There's part of that audio that's missing and it doesn't sound natural. You know, your ears know natural sound. They know what sounds natural. And if it doesn't sound natural, you get something called listener's fatigue. And that's when your body is physically trying to change and make it sound more natural and you get physically tired. So if you get a system that sounds good, that's balanced, you you basically forget you're listening to music. You just get lost in the moment and the emotion and just, you know, it, it takes you to another place. And you know, we're fortunate enough that the owner of Kicker, that started the company in 1973 still is in this building every day, even through the pandemic. He comes in almost every day and he just loves what he does. And Steve is a musician and an engineer. So he knows how music should sound and he knows how it, you know, a product should perform. So that's why we've been so successful and you know, basically dominating this, this audio game, especially in the last 25 years.
1: Well, let's say you're pretty mechanically inclined. You're all excited. You got all the right hardware in there, right? You got your little small, medium, large speakers. You got all your amps and everything. Then it comes down to tuning. How do you, what do you recommend for folks that haven't gone through the process, setting all your gains and everything else? Uh, Is there some online stuff? Uh, Do you recommend just, hey, roll into your, you know, audio shop and have them kind of do it for you? Like, What do you recommend for most folks out there?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you're not familiar, you know, with with tuning the system, I mean, you said something that was very important, setting the gains. Now, the gain control is very important. A lot of people think that gain control is a volume control, so they want to turn it all the way up. And that's actually wrong. The amplifier is actually going to sound better if you have the gain control in, you know, a lower or minimal position. So what you want to do is you want to run more signal into the amplifier. So if you have a, a hotter or a higher voltage signal of music coming into the amplifier, the amplifier doesn't have to work as hard to get the same amount of output. So it actually amplifies the distortion, you know, any noise and the signal less, so it's going to sound better. So the gain is the, one of the most important things to make sure it's set accurately. And it's not just a matter of you know, turning the, the gain control all the way up. What you want to do is you want to start by you know, playing your favorite type of music because all music is recorded differently. There's no right or no wrong, it's whatever music you listen to. Start with the tone controls all set flat on your whatever radio you happen to use, whether it's factory or aftermarket. Start with the amplifier gain in the minimum. turn all the way counterclockwise. Play your music because it's you know it's recorded differently depending on the type of music you listen to. Turn that, that radio up to about three quarters volume. If it's not loud enough at three quarters volume, that's when you then begin to turn the gain up on the amplifier to get to that that volume you want it to be. Until it starts to break up and kind of distort and sound fuzzy, that's equivalent to running a car up into redline. You know, eventually, you're gonna blow the engine. You can hit redline a few times, you know, now and then it's not gonna be a problem, but if you leave it there, then you start launching pistons and, you know, bending rods and same thing. You start burning up speakers and amplifiers. So if it's not loud enough with the radio at three-quarters volume and at that distortion level, then you need more power. You need a bigger amplifier, just like horsepower. You can't go fast enough. You have to get more horsepower. So you want to make sure that it's loud enough for you and it sounds clean and not distorted. And once you do that, it's always going to be a durable system and sound good. Once you get the volume, then you go back and start tuning the acoustics, you know, the equalization. If you're not familiar with how to tune equalization, the best thing to do is take it to an audio shop and they'll hook up a test tool called an RTA. That stands for real time analyzer. And that's gonna actually measure the output with the microphone from where you're listening, how much of the low, mid and high frequencies are coming to that listening position. And you can see on a graph where you have too much or too little. And with the proper equalizer, you know, and, and a good tuner can actually bring those levels and kind of flatten them out. You don't want ruler flat, but you want to get them close together so you don't have any real, you know, big peaks or any, you know, big dips because that means you're going to have too much of one signal and not enough of another. You want to balance that out, you know, as much as possible. And once that's done, then you can begin with just your basic bass and treble on the radio to tune it to each individual song.
1: Man, that's some great advice. And it sounds like, uh, at least setting in the gains, you uh do you recommend i mean is it okay to kind of do that without you know more specialized equipment like a oscilloscope or something like that
2: you know you can do it with voltmeters. you can do it in fact what's really interesting about you know the kicker equipment like our kx product our red line of amplifiers the game control actually has a light behind it so on our website you can download the test tracks you can download the the pink noise which equal amounts of all frequencies and you can download test tones like a 50 Hertz tone or a one kilohertz tone, which is a thousand Hertz. You can play that through your source unit at three quarters volume, turn the gain control up on the amplifier till the light turns red. And what does red mean? Stop, oh. right? <laughs> so once that dial lights yeah. up, you back it off just a little bit till the light goes out. Now your gain is perfectly matched to your source unit. So you don't have to worry about damaging speakers from you know not setting the gain properly.
0: You know, it's funny. It- I used to, so I have a car show, a radio station, and me do a car show each year. You know, we used to do these DB drags. Remember those, the DB drags, where people
2: would put up. Oh, they're still out there.
0: Oh man, a mic, and it would read the decibel rating in the car. We we've literally had cars that people shut the doors, they hold the glass, they hold, they'll hold all the you know any panels on the car, and they'll hit it with a little remote control, and the car will actually move like you know a big huge. 38 the 4,500 pound vehicle will literally vibrate, shake, and move to the point where it's jumping out of parking spots. You know, it's like, it's incredible the amount of force and energy that is in sound. People just have no idea.
2: And you're exactly right. And you know, your typical in-dash radio that you'd buy at, you know, any of the you know, electronic stores in you know, right off the shelf typically has about 100 watts of power. Uh, right now, I mean, the competition scene is still really, really popular. There are guys out there running 40, 50, 60, 80,000 watts in <laughs> one vehicle. It's, it's absolutely obscene. You know, let's go back to the car analogy again. It's about 746 watts in horsepower. So you start doing the math and figure out how many horsepower in car audio you have. You know, it's crazy. But wow. these guys out there, you know, they're building the vehicles. I mean, they're doing solid, you know, half inch steel plate enclosures in these high SPL vehicles because the pressure <laughs> yeah. is unbelievable. We've got a new speaker we introduced this earlier this year. It's called our Solo X Woofer. It's basi- basically a rebirth of the Solo X we did in 2003. This 12 inch speaker weighs about 68 pounds. It'll have 2000 watts of power continuous, and it moves about three and a half inches. So it's, it's crazy. And that's just the tip of the iceberg to come. There's going to be a lot of cool new products coming down the pike in the next, you know, 12 to 24 months. It's going to blow people away.
0: So where's it going? Sh- share, share with us where audio and, you know, where that next wave or evolution, uh, where that's going to occur.
2: You know, it's, it's really weird because there's, it's kind of following two complete different paths. You've got the, the DB drag, you know, the, like you talk about the, you know, how loud can you make it, you know, that kind of spurs going one direction and then the sound quality guys are going in completely the opposite direction, but, you know, that's getting really popular as well. You know, people are really starting to pay attention to the quality of the sound. I mean, for a while there with, you know, the MP3s and the satellite radio and all the compression, you know, you really lost the excitement and the clarity and it just really wasn't fun. There was no emotion anymore. But now people are finally getting back into sound quality, you know, with, you know, lossless recordings and, you know, you know, ultra, you know, high bandwidth music. And they're starting to really listen to it again and wanting good sound. And here again, you know, we follow this trance. Not only do we have that, you know, 69-pound, 12-inch woofer, we've got these great little mid-range tweeter pods that have a one-inch tweeter and a three-inch mid-range that's in the, like a little, we call it kind of a snowman-looking pod. You can mount up you know on your pillars or you know up front of your dash to give you that good image that good clarity and give you that studio quality sound and a car that maybe you couldn't put speakers in before so we're actually following both ends of that that trend from the sound quality to the you know absolute just quantity
1: <laughs> well where does the average person get the good sound quality source right because most of us are you know using our phone for a lot of stuff right yep um,
2: and and you can use the phone as long as you're not playing compressed music. I mean, I'm not to, you know, knock, you know, iTunes, but most of the iTunes stuff is compressed. But there's a setting in iTunes called lossless that is okay. it's it's still compressed, but it's not compressed to the point where you can actually hear it. It's actually grown at about 320, you know, kilobits per second, which is considered kind of like the, the borderline below 320 you really start to hear compression above 320 you know it's going to take a pretty good system and pretty good ear to hear the difference but a lot of this uncompressed music flak files and wave files and high definition audio you know some of those files in fact if you record something in say a normal format you might be talking 128 kilobytes per second and that's going to be pretty compressed that's an mp3 whereas the lossless recordings may be 1500 so you know they're 12 times the the size. And what that basically equates to is the file itself, the storage takes 12 times more storage to store that lossless file, but you're not going to lose any of the music. And I wish I could tell you what this website was, but there's a guy that actually takes the different formats and he takes the differences. He'll take an MP3 file and a WAV file, and he'll subtract the MP3 file from the WAV file so you can hear just what's left and it's amazing how much of a difference there really is. It's crazy. Wow
0: yeah huh? we have a big studio and sound engineer and it's a really nice recording studio We've had several artists you know do uh different live and acoustic type versions of songs and it really is like like what you said the difference between those and how music on phones phones especially because it's a new delivery system for for a lot of people and what they listen to phones and that type music those files it, it, if you were to see them on a computer, you would just see some big squashed, like, you know, it would just be a block, right? And, you know, things that are played, for example, on the radio and recorded in some of these studios that that he's talking about, you'll see these big high ends and how they taper off, you know, and go into the abyss, you know, and they trail off into the big lows and all that resonation that goes on uh, in that sound, you lose all that with compression. He's absolutely right. Some of the highs and some of the, some of the lows really tend to live in in those areas that, that get squeezed out of the format when you're using phones and computers and the likes. Uh, very few people know that. Well,
1: this is what we need. We need some new technology, just like when you have these old photographs. And, you know, whether it's movies or whatever, and they can kind of enhance them, you know, because now we're in... the you know, 4k and whatever else. And, you know, these old movies, they, they don't make them perfect, but they make them a whole lot better. Right. We need some technology after you've got the signal in from your phone or wherever else. And somehow it magically whoo, puts some of that content back in there. John, you need to figure that out.
2: And you actually you know hit that right on the head. I mean, that's a great, you know, comparison, great analogy. You know, you look at, you know, like a 4k picture, we all know, you know, with our eyes, that is an absolutely incredibly clear picture. That's going to be similar to uncompressed, like a wave or a FLAC file, where you look at like a standard, you know, you know, over the air broadcast, it's not 4K, it's low resolution. It's got noise to it. That's going to be very similar to, you know, satellite radio or, you know, any type of an MP3. So your ears can actually, you know, work kind of like your eyes, your eyes see the difference in picture, you know, quality, your ears will hear the difference in record quality. And it's very amazing when you hear, I've got a track that I actually play in some of my trainings that goes from a uncompressed file to an MP3 as you're listening to it. And I'll have a, you know, an entire group of people in a room and I'll play this and I'll, I'll ask people to say, raise your hand when you hear it switched. And there's not one person in the room that cannot tell when it switches from MP3 to a WAV file. I mean, it's that dramatic and the look on their faces when they see the change, like, Oh my God, it's really that big of a difference when you compare it side by side.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's amazing. It's so cool you guys are finding ways to bring that back in. Like like Bird said, you know, that content back into the equation in the fold because there is a significant difference. Uh, where do people find you socially before you run out of time? Where do people find out more details of how you guys are applying science and, you know, all this cool stuff to, to audio?
2: Obviously, you know, you got you know kicker.com, go to that website. There's all kinds of if you go under the support tab and you know the, the tech, there's all kinds of white papers that talk about all the different types of equipment and tuning and calibration and the different recording files and the different types of music and equipment. But you know, we've got our Instagram page, we've got our Facebook page, you know, we're all over the place. And of course, you can always you know email us at support at kicker.com with questions. Or, you know, just get online and, you know, watch for us. I and mean, we're out there, we're having fun all the time. And, you know, sign into our Instagram because if you're on our Instagram page, Bill Brown is phenomenal with our social media. I mean, you're going to see some vehicles that will blow you away. And I wish you could hear some of these, but the, the detail, the craftsmanship of some of these audio systems they are not borderline artwork they are absolutely artwork and there's some amazing craftsmen out there and some guys that just do some incredible work and they're bringing that excitement back both visually and then acoustically
0: there you go man Always find them. Hey, you're a great resource, kicker.com. Thanks for everything, and we'll catch you on this next SEMA. I think it's going to be the most incredible, like, unreal SEMA we've ever experienced in the years and years we've been going there.
1: It's going to be a double-double, man. We definitely
2: got some tricks to show
0: you.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, we're going to be there in the first booth because – you know, you said it somewhere in your kind of closing there. You guys are always having fun. The music brings the party. I mean, we get geeked up over checking out superchargers, turbos, big brakes. But, I mean, there's nothing like the music to start just rocking you and having fun. And that's what you guys are all about, man. We always love to see you,
2: and we will catch you for sure at SEMA, man. Yeah, absolutely. the music you can enjoy anytime. There's no speed limits for music.
0: <laughs> well, let's be honest. That's the right. music brings the ladies. The ladies bring the guys. There you go. <laughs> uh, we know that we know that equation. Hey, don't forget about a TV show that airs weekends on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Episodes also now streaming on Motor Trend On Demand. Thanks to our guest John. He's a great resource from Kicker. Find him at kicker.com. I'm Kevin Bird. I'm Willie B, our producer, Scoop, and executive producer
1: Bob Ecker. Yeah, don't forget to check out our website, too, twoguysgarage.com, man. we got all kinds of awesome stuff on there, behind-the-scenes products we use. And share your thoughts with us, man. We're on social, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. Now, Two Guys Garage podcast is a copyright 2021. Brenton Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved.
0: Always cool, man. That guy's a blast, and love to have him. I can't wait to see him at SEMA, and there is no doubt audio. God, remember we used to slap a couple... TSX20s in the back <laughs> above the back seat, yeah. you know, in the window there, call
1: it done. <laughs> yeah, I tell you man, there's nothing like, you know, a little road trip, boat trip whatever, and you're just rocking out and you get lost in it, and you show up where you are and you turn it off, you got a little ringing in your ears it's probably not a good thing, but you go, wow what a great little moment that was you know,
0: right, and then your buddy says, huh
1: huh <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, we'll catch you on the next 2 Guys Garage Podcast take care guys, see you guys